Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the NRL Hunter podcast. I am here with Seth and Monica McNally, our match directors of the Defiant Antisocial. Welcome, you guys. It's the first time I'm doing like a couple's podcast. I'm so stoked. Yeah. Hey, how are you guys? Good. Good. How are you doing? Everybody that attended the match last year obviously knows who you guys are. This year, we're reaching a ton of new people. So in as few or as many words as you guys want, why don't you guys kind of tell us a little bit about yourselves and, you know, what people need to know about you guys. Well, uh, me and Monica have been together about seven years, and uh, she is definitely my better half, and everybody that knows us knows that she's way, way funner to be around than I am, but that's that's a good thing, so um, just live in Great Falls, Montana. Uh, Monica is a property manager, and I am a, uh, well, I work air crew flight equipment on Huey helicopters, so that's what I do for a living as my regular job and then I love to shoot obviously that's uh, uh where I actually have fun so um he's obsessed he doesn't like <laughs> to shoot he's obsessed there you go <laughs> and running the match is like makes him more obsessive so it's good it? oh so we're gonna get the be a little bit of behind the scenes here from the boss oh I'll tell you whatever you want to know <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even have so to good because Seth loves shooting and he loves shooting matches so putting it on for him is really, really fun. And I actually like seeing him kind of run it almost like a business, you know, but with people he knows. Right. And so it just brings out a different side of him that I don't see except for during this time. So it's good. And it helps us like there's a lot of stress. And so it brings us closer together. You know, I think some people would probably fight and be mad or whatever. I think that we grow closer when he is actually involved in the community. So it's good. Really? That, yep. That's interesting. Cause I would have thought it was the exact opposite. Like I know, I know like when Brittany and I work on a, a project, if we overlap in certain areas, it works well. If we overlap in other areas, we're like cats and dogs. Mm -hmm. And the fact that it brings you guys closer together, that's freaking awesome. Yeah, it's different. And I think it's just because you know, like our jobs are so different and we don't really like talk about work, right. right? We're not hanging out in an office. We don't have like work friends or drama in our lives. And so when there's something new going on, it's like fresh. Seth has things he needs to talk about and ask questions. And there's just a lot more relationships happening, right? Does that make sense? It does. It now, sounds strange, but... You know, that, that makes sense because you guys are now working towards a common goal. Correct. Well, yeah. and I think for a person like me that's really independent, um, you realize that I'm in, during stressful situations that you actually need other people. Like, I don't always realize that I need other people. And so when you have a lot of stuff going on and you do realize that you need somebody to lean on, um, that, that that person is actually really important, even though you don't always see that um, all the time. Um, so I think, you know, it's, 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 it's a good uh, example of why you need other people in your life. Um, and it's a good example of why this community is important um, because you do need those friendships and those people in your life. It's a, it's kind of a, a barometer for what's, what's happening in your life. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, it's, it's just an important, important thing. So. It is, you know, it's, it's funny because there's only a handful of people that ever get to see kind of what goes on behind the scenes. Um, there's, you know, obviously very few 
match directors out there, and there's even less good quality match directors, right? Sure. Um, as a match director, you can, you know, kind of half-ass it and get, get by, um, or you can really put your heart and soul into it. And I, I remember last year, it was the first year, you know, that you guys held a, an NRO Hunter match first year that, um, that you guys had the opportunity to, and it was not smooth on our end getting you into that position because it was last minute and we yeah. had a lot of different uh, obstacles that we had to overcome but as soon as as soon as you know scott and i were like set this baby's yours run with it you guys were like took off you guys were like <laughs> like it's a child show otherwise i'd say be deep you know yeah. you guys just were all in and you guys did such a freaking kick-ass job i mean i was i was truly impressed with your guys's match last year with how many people showed up with the organization of the event with the prize table i mean your prize table in like six weeks was stacked better than match directors i've seen in a, a year to do this you know you're i'm not mentioning names i'm going to talk about you guys you guys did a phenomenal phenomenal job and i there's there was no doubt in my mind that you guys were going to sell out this year um i mean just kudos to you thank you and 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 i again i got to thank a lot of people for all that stuff i have to really thank scott saturday for coming over and helping out and believing in me and putting a lot of time in there um defiance helped out a ton and they Mm -hmm. continue to help out those guys are legitimately um some of the most supportive people that I've met and they really uh, do what they say. You know, a lot of people say a lot of things. They don't always necessarily do uh, what they say, but they, they really step up to the plate. Um, you know, Nick setting helped me out quite a bit. Um, there, there was a lot of people that helped out um, a lot of local guys. Brent Wood helped me out a lot, um, helped me find the place that we shot at. So there was, there's a lot of people to thank. And I'm sure I'm missing some names to thank, but um, it, again, it just highlights that you need other people. The like community that's, is awesome. Yeah, yeah, you need other people. That's that's hundred uh, percent. You can't do it without other people. No, it's it, when you have a good team or a good network of, of of people, it truly makes the end product that much better, right? Yes. Um, I mean, it's just like like the NRO hunter. You know, I could Brittany, Scott, and I. We we you could only do so much without you guys, the match directors. It wouldn't be what it is today, right? Yep. And it's our community that that really kicks ass. I I, I love our community. Otherwise, I wouldn't travel all across the country to see you guys, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You do a lot of driving. You're yeah. <laughs> I couldn't do it, I don't think. It it's fun. It's always, always an adventure. You know, yeah. we always have something really cool going on. And we get to see parts of the country that nobody else ever sees. So sure. it's it's really cool. Yeah, it's your job, which is it's a pretty cool job, actually. Yeah, it is. We're, we're definitely blessed. Yeah. Um, all right. So what can we expect at, at this year's match? What are we, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, we're going to have a brisket dinner again. Actually, uh, Monica's. It was just a joke. You Monica, don't have to no, talk about no, it. No, seriously. No, well, the, the food was bomb. Yeah. And, and, and uh, it was so that, good. That's Grandpa Dick. Grandpa coming Dick, back yeah. to, to cook brisket and yep. baked beans and. I think he's making dessert this year again, so it'll be awesome. Yep, really good. Nice. So, yeah, well, and we'll have a lot we'll of cash bar at the work ceremony, so bring cash and 
Snowy Mountain Rifles is paying for the first $300 in drinks. And then um, I think we're going to chip in a little bit more. So the first, you know, couple hundred dollars of drinks will be on, on oh, Snowy Mountain Rifles. Yeah, so come so to the party after. Yeah, yeah I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll double that. So okay. Snowy, oh, uh, Snowy Mountain will do 300 to NRL. We'll do another 300. Awesome. Yeah, let's get everybody liquored up. After the match. After the match, that's right. Um, we, this year we got seven youth shooters signed up, which is really, really awesome. Um, I know a lot. I've gotten some comments from some people and some questions from some people about the difficulties of some of the matches. And I understand the difficulty levels at, at, at some of the matches need to be there. Um, but, you know, uh, with, with our match, the, the targets will be easier to find. Uh, the the wind and the target size will make the match a little bit more difficult, uh, but you will get rounds downrange. You'll get a lot of rounds downrange. Um, you're going to have a good time. Uh, get Light is uh, sponsoring the lunch. We're going to have Jimmy Jones on Saturday, so everyone's going to get fed well. well Those are awesome. Long-term forecast. Yeah, no, it was, it's great. Yeah, it comes in a box, and it's easy to transport, and it's, yeah. it's, it's good. It's good thank food. You. So, thank you, yep, you yeah. Chris Giddings. Thank you. Yep. Yes, exactly. Um, and so, yeah, I, 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 the match is going to be a fun match. It's going to be, you know, kid friendly and uh, novice friendly um, with some challenging stuff mixed in there, obviously, but you're definitely going to get rounds down range. Uh, we're going to do 18 stages. We'll do 12 stages on Saturday, uh, six stages on Sunday. Hopefully we get to the awards ceremony by two o'clock. Um, that way, you know, those who want to stay and have a good time can stay and have a good time. And those who uh, need to get home can get home. Nice. Um, Yep. So uh, I, I sent out an email to everybody already that's that signed up for the match. So if you didn't get the email for some reason, just get a hold of me and we can uh, resend that email. Okay. So not to call you out, I always yes, forgotten. I didn't get the email. No, you didn't. I did not put you on the email list, and I would think about that. And I will definitely. <laughs> You're probably one of those guys who needs to get that email, and I will get that to you for sure. You're not the only one. Every match, I sent out an email, what, two weeks ago? Bro, I never got it. Yeah. You're not shooting the match. No, but don't you need me there? Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I did think about you, and I was like, oh, I need to put them on the list, and then I, I, I missed it. So that was my bad. I will get you one. Uh, it's, all, it's all good. Um, forgive me, because I am going to forget, but last year at – the range day or the side in day you guys yes. did a side match for one of the special forces groups correct yes are uh, we this year this year we're going to do another side match um and i apologize i do not know the name of the charity that we're doing it for but it is another military oriented uh nonprofit. uh jc steel targets uh sent over i believe two snowflake targets uh, steel okay. targets the um there'll be some snowflake stickers on a board and you'll shoot the arms of the snowflake sticker and whoever comes closest to the, to the arms will win the uh, first uh, target. And then I believe we're gonna just do a random draw for the rest of the people that, that entered that drawing to win the other snowflake target. So if you're a big snowflake target guy, this one's for you. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Is Monica, are you gonna be in charge of that? I have no idea, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't think she, I don't know if she is or not i mean she's kind of a snowflake herself but yeah we'll see it depends a, i might just be talking to people i might well, be too busy last year you did a great job running the side match it was fun yelling you hearing you yell out every five seconds i know that's what everybody wants they just want monica screaming you know because <laughs> when i'm an ro that's what i have to do and i've built this image now and people are like 
expect it and I kind of regret it. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. It's like, oh it's like literally your calling card because you're this small little tiny petite little girl who looks like so innocent and soft-spoken. And then all of a sudden you hear this loud bellow and you're like, where the hell did that come from? You do it in, in like a German accent too. <laughs> I get pretty angry, it's fun. Sometimes I'll do like the drill sergeant and it depends on the shooter, right? Like our rowing, I've met so many different shooters and some of them have really, really great last names that are super fun to shout. Right. And one guy is German, and I don't know if I should call him out, but maybe yeah. I will. No, I, say, Steven, I want you to do it. Okay, it's it's Stephen Kleinhagen. <laughs> <laughs> and when he shoots, I do the whole thing in German, and I don't want to shout because it'll just blow your ears out, but people who know, they know. They, they absolutely don't know. And if you don't know and you're at this match, you will know by the end of the match. <laughs> I will say, though, I am ROing for the ROs when they shoot on Friday. So if you oh. want to hear me shout, then, you know, you can either come watch or, you know, ask well, your who are ROing to just, like, take video. They, they, can't watch. they can't watch. It's a blind stage. Oh, well, that's true. So, that's but true. we might be able to hear you. That's true. <laughs> just audio, whatever. So... Friday for sure I'll be running something and shouting, but maybe not Saturday. We'll see. Nice, nice. It'll it'll be a great time for sure. Yes, absolutely. Make sure you bring warm clothes. So well, that's what I was gonna ask you. Like last year, it was like I was expecting to come to Montana and just totally be frozen. And it was like perfect weather last year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What are the odds that we're going to get that lucky again? Probably not very good. So this this week it snowed probably four or five inches and it was in the like the teens and the 20s at night so it was pretty cold um you know long range forecast like 30-day forecast it says it's going to be 70 again but okay. i wouldn't i wouldn't count on that i mean it snowed on the left and the right of, of the weekend last year that that we did the match so we just caught a perfect window for us to do that again this year would probably be extremely rare so there's there it's it's probably going to be at least, it wasn't even windy last year. I mean, this, oh. this is one of the top 10 windiest cities in the United States, Great Falls is. And so uh, it's even at 50 degrees when it's windy, it feels like it's, you know, 40. So you, you need to pack like it's going to be cold. I didn't know that Great Falls was one of the top 10 windiest cities. That's yep. interesting because yep. last year was my first year to Great Falls and it was just picture perfect i mean yeah. oh it's so it's like 35 mile an hour winds today so it it's that's why we have a missile base here it's because the the there's so much wind it's just there's no cloud cover right so they need to they need to open sky right. and link with the satellites if they were ever lost launch a ballistic missile right so that's <laughs> part of the reason why their calls was picked you know that's a nice warm fuzzy topic huh yeah right so, yeah <laughs> So if, if the world's ever going to shit, Seth, have they gone up yet? Okay, I gotta go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Great, Great Falls was like number three on the list during the Cold War for like getting hit by Russia. Really? Oh so, yeah. It's, oh yeah. It's it's legit. So. Wow. Interesting. Well, Great Falls. <laughs> hopefully we get the same. Hopefully we get the same because the 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 war ceremony is going to be in the park in Belt, and Belt is like a town of like a thousand mm -hmm. people. It's probably less than that. Um, and there's a nice park around it. So if it's nice that they, we can hang out outside and, and drink a beer or whatever. There's no open container law on belt. So, uh, we can just hang out in the park if it's nice after the war ceremony and it'll be really 
really good time. So that's if the weather's nice. If not, we'll just hang out inside. Like, I'm, I'm sure either way, it's going to be awesome. I, it I is. Mean, like, I don't want to jinx anything, yeah. but <laughs> you know, I wouldn't mind seeing Montana in the winter. I have, yeah. I have seen it in the winter. So Monica's laughing at me. Her eye, I know this is all audio, but we're on video chat as well. And Monica's eyes just got real big and she just started. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, so maybe it that's not a good wish, but. It's nice when you don't have anything to do and you just sit there and watch the snowfall, like in the middle of winter after, after Christmas and Thanksgiving are over, like January and February, it's kind of like downtime. And it, sometimes it is kind of nice just to sit there and look at the snow and watch the snowfall and it gets old pretty quick, but it is nice for a couple months of the year just to kind of hang out and, and, you know, some guys do a lot of ice fishing and snowmobiling, but I don't, I just wait for shooting season to come around. I think which, Travis would like to see it from a lodge. Yeah. <laughs> you go to the hot springs and just, you know, look out the window and say, isn't that beautiful, sweetheart? Hey. Isn't it nice? And Okay. I, I know, you know, in California, it's like 80 degrees today and it's always perfect weather, but I like shitty weather. I like one of my fun, <laughs> my most favorite matches uh, for the NRL that I, I ever go to every year was Chaz McCrander's match in Nihaka, Nebraska, because they yeah. always have shitty weather and it's so fun for us because yeah. we never get shitty weather. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. It's always like just this mild, calm, right? Like 65 to 75 most of the time in California, right? Well, 75 yeah. probably. Yeah. 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 I mean, well, it's easy. You know. I need somebody to shovel my snow in January. So you come visit and you can stay <laughs> and you can have all the shitty weather you want. <laughs> Actually, well, Monica brings up a good point though. Going to the hot springs in the winter is awesome in Montana. True. There's a lot of cool hot springs in Montana. So we should pack our snow gear and our bathing suit. Yeah, yeah. there you go. That, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You can have Perfect. both. Perfect. Yeah. So after your match, we have an invite from, I don't know if you guys remember Ben from, from Sig Sauer. Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, Ben's a great guy. Yep. Yeah. So he lives out in Montana, um, a couple hours from you guys, but he invited okay. us to go to his place after your match and do some jet boating and bear hunting. Oh, nice. Nice. awesome. Spring bear hunt. That's yeah, because last year you wanted to spring bear hunt, and I don't think you got to spring bear hunt last year, right? No, last year the wife won, and we went to Yellowstone and took pictures. Uh, that sounds nice. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> We've never been to Yellowstone, so, you know, we, we found a – we got really lucky at the – just uh, outside of Yellowstone, we found a hotel. The whole town was booked, but we found one room. It was, wow. you know, a nice little romantic night. And we got to go into the park and, you know, see everything. And she saw a couple of bears and we saw a lot of, a lot of elk and uh, some antelope and deer and all that kind of fun stuff. Bison. Did you see wolves? We did not see any wolves. We were looking for them. Mm. We didn't see I've never seen one either. So have you ever shot a bear, Travis? I have never shot a bear and it is, it's a bucket list I, a hunt for me, but yeah. Brittany, Brittany's not a, she thinks all bears are like teddy bears, like Disney <laughs> and Yogi. They are until, until they try to eat you. Yeah. <laughs> so, so are you looking for like a cinnamon phase black bear or are you just going to, you just going to shoot any bear you see? I'm going to, so I, I hunt for food, not for the, the trophy of it, so to speak. Yeah. Um, so I don't really, I don't really care about the color of the bear. If, if Ben says, Hey, that's a good, healthy bear that you yep. can eat, then that's what I want to take. Awesome. Have you eaten bear before? Oh yeah. I love it. Oh, really? I've never tried it. 
it freaked what? me out. No, it looks like a person once his hair is gone. I don't want to eat that. I, I've I've heard that, and, and you know that that might be a unique experience for me. Um, but you know, I've never done that part, but I've eaten it. So. So, do you have sausage or what? How do you cook it? So Josh Reeves, uh, the Arizona uh, Ghost Hunter Match Director, he's made it for us out of a breakfast sausage. Oh, nice. Okay. And that was really good. And then I believe it was Tristan. Um, I think his last name is Galloway. I can't remember. I apologize. But Tristan's from Idaho. Um, he did hamburgers, bare hamburgers. Oh, oh really? Nice. Wow. Yeah. So I've only ever had it ground. I've never had, you know, a okay. steak or anything like that. But Okay. Hey, Steve Rodella. I, mean, I have friends who eat it. I think if someone gave me like a pack of sausage, I would try it. You yeah. know, but I don't know how I feel about eating a whole bear. <laughs> but you, my, my brother's really into bear hunting. He's shot a couple bears. Is, is there, I mean, so break down the bear knowledge because I don't know anything about bear hunting or. Or whatnot. I heard it's really difficult to tell the difference between a, uh, a male and a female bear, but. Oh yeah. yeah. For black bears, for sure. Yeah. And you know, bears don't move around a lot in the afternoon. It's mostly morning and evening, right. When, when they're moving around, when it gets cooler in the, in the afternoon yeah, or. Um, yeah. So, but I mean, the last bear, my brother shot before he moved, you know, we were, on the lake with the jet boat and we stopped at a hole and looked up and you know about quarter mile up the hill was a cinnamon colored black bear just wandering around up there so we jumped off the boat and went up there and caught a bear and brought it back down and kept fishing so <laughs> you know and that was that was that was like early, late morning i'd say probably around 11 so you just never know i mean they can move around anytime but um the other place to go up on the front you know they always go they don't get there till four or five because it's not worth even being there until that late, you know, gotcha. um, but there's a lot more grizzlies and wolves and stuff in that area. So that could affect the way they move around a little bit, too. So are are there different types of like different breeds of bear out there in Montana or are they all grizzlies or black bears and grizzlies? Yeah, black bears and grizzly bears. OK, I wasn't lots I wasn't of grizzly sure. bears. There's a lot of grizzly bears. Which one do people hunt more, grizzly or black bear? Black, you can't hunt grizzly bears. They're protected. Oh, the grizzlies are the one. Okay, sorry. See that again. That's why I'm asking. I don't know anything about yeah. bears. You can shoot them in Alaska, but they call them brown bears in Alaska. So in Alaska, they're brown bears in the lower 40. They're grizzly bears. Yeah, but they're still technically grizzly bears in Alaska. They just call them brown bears in Alaska. They're different, like interesting. I guess they're probably a they're probably bigger subspecies bigger. oh yeah the, the brown bears in alaska are huge so yeah but they're i mean and i would like to go shoot a brown bear in alaska i mean that would be awesome but the the tags are i mean they're expensive you know when you do get a tag it's expensive to have a guide it's, it's a price right time. so you can't shoot a grizzly though travis so make sure <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure ben although they might forgive you since you're from california they'd be like he didn't know it's okay dumb california <laughs> He thought it was a brown bear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what you could say. It's a brown bear. <laughs> I, just, I just watched them do this in, in Alaska. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was on the internet, I swear. <laughs> but but see, like even like some people listening to this might think I'm a complete idiot for not knowing the difference. 
but I'm sure I'm not the, the only one that doesn't know that. So oh, yeah. when I go hunting for like a new species of animal that I've never shot before, I always try to go with a friend that knows what they're doing or find a guide in that area. So like, you know, if you said, you know, hey, Travis, we're going to go hunt whatever, I would have complete faith in whatever you told me because you and I are friends and we, you know, we have a relationship. I'd have complete faith in what you told me to, to shoot or not to shoot. You know what I mean? Until I learned what the, the differences were. Yeah. Um, are, so are you going, are you going to, are you the only one hunting for bear or is Ben hunting for bear too? Or is there other people going with you guys? Or just um, I think Ben will hunt for bear, but his, he was really excited for me to shoot a bear last year. And yeah. so when we went to Yellowstone instead, he said this year, his priority was to get me a bear. Awesome. So hopefully we can both get bears. Um, Brittany won't pull the trigger uh, on an animal. She's, she'll eat it. She'll skin it. She'll butcher it. She'll, she'll rip its throat out with, from the inside of its asshole, but she won't. <laughs> <laughs> she just doesn't want to have to be the one that actually takes the life yeah it's she she flinches like she'll she'll go on a hunt and, and when it's time to pull the trigger she'll flinch and and she'll she'll make a little bit of a sound when the animal actually you know falls um, so she doesn't like that part but as soon as as soon as the animal's down she's the first one tracking it she's she's yeah. ready to go she's asking okay how do i you know where do i make the first cut how do i do this how do i do that and She's all about it afterwards. Okay, so I just want to jump in really quick to uh -oh. clarify. <laughs> I want to so I want to jump in to clarify. So when when Travis goes on a hunt, yes, he's right. I I don't like pulling the trigger as of right now. I'm I'm working on getting more comfortable with that. As as you know, when you're talking to like more like first time hunters, right? Um, I've been yeah. talking to uh, Megan Travis, who's working me into um, getting, getting more comfortable, and she she wants to start me with bird hunting. But from my perspective, when Travis goes on a hunt, um, for me, like I, like the one experience when Travis went on it, I was super cold, and and he got his he har he we were able to harvest a deer, and for me. I couldn't pull that shot. I, there was no way in hell I was going to do that. But once we got to the animal and first off, I love, I'm like a bloodhound. Like I can track that. She sucker. can track. I love tracking. Um, but on top of that, once we found the animal and we got it to the, the area that we wanted to start harvesting the animal, I was so cold that I was like, I need to, like my hands were frozen that as soon as I started harvesting, I was just like, as soon as I got in, I was just like, I feel good. Like I'm feeling warmer because I'm actually getting, uh, the heat from the animal. Like it felt, it felt surreal. Like it was just, I was in the moment, like it, it, it was just, it felt right and it nature provided what you needed when you needed it you were yes. cold you got to the animal and the inside is warm so it's going to warm you first right when you're taking it all apart and then it's going to warm you again when you actually eat it right it's pretty incredible yeah, yeah. now yeah. imagine if you were a native american woman and you were going to use every bit of that animal like you were making clothing for your children with the hide and tools with the bones and you were going to drink the marrow, right? Like that's what you survived on. And so what you felt, Brittany, that was surreal is the primal call, right? Of yeah. nature. And that's what it is. Yeah. And, and the reason that you can't pull the trigger is because you know you're taking a life and that it's really sacred. And it's so hard. Oh my God. I don't know how many times I've cried 
right? Like I love hunting, but you will, you will cry. Like <laughs> this is something girls need to talk to each other about. It doesn't happen often enough. Like <laughs> so, but that so that's awesome, right? Because I I know a lot of females that have hunted, but I'd never actually talked to them about this process, right? Or, or oh, it's emotional. It's well, so emotional. Yeah. So so for me, you know, it's it's emotional, but nowhere on, on what, how you guys feel, it, you know, I, I, when I harvest the animal, you know, I go up to it, I put my hand, place my hand on it. I say a prayer in my head. I don't say it out loud. Um, it's, it's a moment between me, the animal and God. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and then we go about our business, but what is it like? Brittany's never pulled the trigger. So I'm interested to hear from you, Monica. What is, what is that? So first Brittany, because because you're a badass, right? Like you're getting ready to hunt and you're gonna talk about it like, oh, you're just so cold and hard and you're gonna rip its throat out, right? Oh no. So you spend all morning looking for the animal. Let's say you do finally find something that you're comfortable making a shot. Like that's number one is the hardest thing. You're out in the field. It's not like on TV or even at a match. Like you don't, you don't necessarily have a place to lay down and set your tripod up and get a wind call and make sure everything's perfect. It's not target practice. You might be walking through a field and there's a little hillside, right? And you're going to go over the top of that hill and some huge deer will jump out right in front of you. And you're supposed to be able to just shoot it. Are you kidding me? I can't jump shoot a deer like that. No way. So first you get scared by whatever it is that you're supposed to be hunting, you know? Oh my God, it's dumb. So let's say you finally do, you get the perfect spot. Let's say you have a deer at 250 yards, it's close. You lay down, you actually get to breathe. Mm -hmm. Well, you're looking at this animal through your scope. The detail is incredible. You can probably see its eyelashes if you're that close. Wow. Like you're, you're drawn to the beauty of what the animal is, especially if you're kind of like feminine, right? You appreciate the beauty. You're probably like wandering around looking at everything and not even looking for deer when you're hunting. Like we're not as focused as men. So you finally are there. It's so beautiful. You know, you want to shoot it. You also feel bad and you don't want to hurt it because then you're really going to feel bad. So you want to just make a good shot, mm -hmm. but seriously, just talking about it, it makes me kind of shaky because your adrenaline is going to be high. There's people watching you. So there's like added pressure. You're double checking yourself. Is your safety off? Did you really put around in the magazine? Are you ready to go? You finally decide to pull the trigger and you do, and you hit it in the foot. <laughs> Brittany. Bye. You hit it in the foot, okay? And, and you think you hit it way better than that because it like goes like this, right? The deer like kind of jumps and you, you think, oh good, it's, it's gonna fall down, I shot it. And then you're really shaking because your adrenaline's super high and you're watching your deer and you're waiting, are you gonna go down? Are you gonna go down? No, he's not. He's gonna take the hell off and you're gonna chase it for like two hours. And if you're lucky, you find it. This is a true story. I mean, this is what happened. You know, it's terrible. I shot my deer in the ankle. I don't know how I did that. I must have flinched when I pulled the trigger. That's I mean, a harder shot than hitting it in the body. 
I know there's no way Travis it was so bad anyways once we finally got to that deer and I saw like okay he's hurt I was way closer and I put him down like I made sure he was not getting away again mm -hmm. but I cried I felt terrible I was so worried we weren't gonna find him it wasn't perfect in all the pictures, like I'm smiling and I'm really proud. But how many people tell the stories about like their bad shot? Right. right. You know, and that's why it's so important. They don't show it on TV either. Right. And I think that, that, that's it. why I feel so good about this. Um, what we're doing, I mean, what we're doing with, with you guys um, and the Defiance Antisocial um, and getting all of these hunters out here where we can can utilize like our ability to like let's test their boundaries let's see what they're capable of doing yeah and I, I back to your 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 point at all monica's point and about missing and stuff like that when we were when i was a kid in montana hunting we went out and we shot two or three rounds to, to zero the rifle and then we went out and shot here and i was a horrible shot when i was get terrible um and so you know this is affording the NRL hunter is affording people to put more rounds down range than they normally would to help them make ethical shots in the field. Um, and, and this is a fun way to do it. It's not just going out and shooting paper. It's a fun, practical way to do it. Um, and it's awesome that the kids are getting involved and there's lots of, you know, women shooters and just new, new shooters new to the world of competitive shooting and that's really not even what it's about it's the con it's not a really about the competition that's that's an extra side piece to it but really it's about um getting out and getting rounds down range and seeing what it is that you can and can't do and what you need to work on so yeah you're building a really practical skill so let's fast forward from my horrible shooting the deer in the ankle situation to this last hunting season i was so ready and i got an awesome buck some friends let us on some property that was close to home, so we didn't have to leave at three o'clock in the morning to go hunting. It was just Seth and I, and I had his rifle, seven saw. I think it's a seven yeah. saw. And she made a perfect. Uh, <laughs> I did. Two, like 250, 300 yard shot. I don't remember exactly I, what it is, but perfect shot. Dropped him right there in his tracks, and we went over there. She and, didn't take one step. Now, the, now the, the one thing she does need to learn how to do is actually pack out. Me, I had to take phone <laughs> out deer over the hill I myself. Carried the head. <laughs> I carried the head and the rifle part of the way, yeah. but at the end, I was still. So now that now that she can shoot, she just needs to learn how to carry me. But I will mm -hmm. say, like this is how Seth spending so much time shooting has made my life even better, right? Because he has this awesome equipment and he's a really proficient shooter. Now he's a great shot, and he has taught me enough to where when I need to go out hunting. I have no fear anymore. I don't feel bad. And that is awesome. You'll feel empowered. And when you're ready, you'll know and you'll be fine. Well, and we, we really are on this earth. Everything was put here um, for us to be over, you know, and that, and that's that, and to respect, not treat respectfully and manage respectfully and, and not to fear. Like it, it really, everything is here for us. And, and we need to treat it as such and, and be respectful. And, and bears need to be managed and deer need to be managed and elk need to be managed and antelope need to be managed. They all need to be managed properly. And that's what hunting is. Hunting is, is, is for food and it's for managing, you know? Mm -hmm. So right. um, it's an important pastime and it's something that needs to be passed on um, 
to other generations because it's it's kind of starting to go you know it, it's it, they say there's more hunters now but i think it's a different group of people than it used to be and i think it's really important to bring um bring the food back to our table so we know where it comes from i think that's so, really important a lot of people don't know where their food comes from i it's interesting what you just said because you touched on a topic um, which we can get into, or we could save it for another time because it could be a lengthy topic. Yeah. But there, the new hunters, and I'm a new hunter, right? I've only yeah. been hunting for seven years. I started as an adult. My dad does not hunt. Nobody in my family hunts. Um, I've only been doing it for a short while, and I've only in the past couple of years started harvesting animals. So I, I by definition, am a new hunter. But there's a breed of new hunters out there that um that are getting into it for their first time with no knowledge of how to do anything and those are the people that need the most help you know they don't know how they don't know how to pick the right rifle the right scope they don't know how to pick this they don't know how to do that but they had a friend who who got into it before them but they weren't necessarily taught right so i i think it's important you know like you said that these hunters learn you know it's not just because your your friend said that it's whatever, that that's fine. It's your friend, and and listen to your friend. But find somebody who actually is a hunter, somebody who grew up hunting, somebody who has uh, traditions that they can pass on. Even if they're not your traditions, but it's something that you like, maybe you can adopt that, right? Like the hunters, like like Nick Owens is is Owens Armory. He's a big time hunter. He's a good friend of mine. The way he hunts is completely different from how Paul Dallin hunts, who is also a longtime hunter, has traveled the world hunting. And I've been able to hunt with both of them. And I see how, how they hunt in different ways. And I'm not saying one is better than the other. I like them both, but it gives me an opportunity to learn from two awesome hunters to become my own hunter or develop my own style of hunting, right? And if you're not... If you're hunting and you're not utilizing as much of that harvest as possible, then I think you're doing yourself a, a disservice, right? I mean, I hunt, I hunt to eat. I don't, I live in California. I don't have wall space to hang anything, <laughs> right? You know, so like literally like my, you know, my pelts and stuff that, that I'm able to save are in boxes until I'm able to have a house to put them in. Um, so they're, you know, they're properly stored um, because I don't want to waste that. I want to have that story for our kids and I want to have that, that touch, that visual, that everything that goes along with that story. Did you just but, say Brittany's pregnant? No. <laughs> I'm just joking with you. Not yet. <laughs> I'm just messing around. <laughs> Not yet. But, but when she becomes pregnant, if that child is interested in those, you know, the hobbies of hunting and, and uh, being outdoors, we definitely yeah. want to encourage that. But in Absolutely. a a traditional way, not just a modern way of of how some of the stuff is done now. If that makes sense, yep. I've learned a lot of stuff about myself being in the field, pushing my physical limits to the max. Um, and, and also at these, sh these shooting matches, those two things have taught me a, probably a good 50 to 60% of, of, of the things that I've learned about myself in my life, um, if not more. Um, pushing yourself 
in any endeavor to, to the edge is, is something that will teach you a lot about yourself. And I think there's a lot of value in getting out in the field and learning from somebody. And if you have never done it before, you will learn something about yourself that you didn't know before. Um, yeah, absolutely. That's important thing. Absolutely. And when you're able to share that with a loved one or significant other or a friend, it creates, a, yep. for me, it creates that bond with that friend or a different bond with your loved one or your brother or your, your children or whatever it is, because now you guys shared a truly amazing life experience together, mm -hmm. uh, you know, other than, than just being friends and going to the movies, right? Who, that's, yeah. that's one type of friendship. That's great. But the, the friends that I go hunting with and that I get bloody with and I get sweaty and dirty and, <laughs> And, yep. you know, the, the, oh, you know, oh shit moment or this sucks moments. And then we laugh at it later on. Those yep. are the friends that it's like, you'll never forget it. Yeah. No. You know, the, those are the friends that the, those are the friendships and experiences that I long for. And that's why even Brittany won't pull the trigger, but she'll still go with me. She'll, mm -hmm. like our honeymoon, she booked me an access deer hunt for our honeymoon. Really? Nice. Come on. Awesome. That's cool. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Good right? for you. That's a nice. I, I'm I'm pretty effing lucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are pretty lucky. Yes. <laughs> but I, I'm stoked to uh to come back up to Montana. I'm super excited to see you guys. Um I like no pressure, but I, I can't wait to see what you guys do with this match. I have no way. idea how you guys are going to top this because top you, last year, yeah, yeah. What you guys a bigger venue and more people. <laughs> <laughs> you guys just have the ability to make people feel so welcome. I don't know. Is this just like a Montana thing, or or is it just you guys? Like, I mean, it's so, just me, and I make that play. I'm <laughs> Monica for sure. It's Monica. <laughs> it, it part part of it's a Montana thing, and I I really I'm not really great at social situations. I'm not, um, and I, I I know not everybody else is really great at social situations. And I know that if you just smile and you try to be welcoming to people, um, it really um, it kind of unlocks something, right? It just it just allows people to feel comfortable. And I just like when people feel comfortable. That's something I. Um, appreciate. I have five daughters, so I know what it's like to feel uncomfortable, and I know what it's like to feel comfortable, right? And so um, it, it's just something that I think Montanans do, and it's something that I like to do. Um, and I'm not the best at it all the time, but I do want people to feel welcome, um, and I, I think that that's a that's a priority, and it should be a priority for everybody in this in this sport. Um, long range shooters, not that that the NRL hunter is completely long range, but shooters in general kind of have a, a persona or a uh or can have a persona that were kind of clickish or, or whatnot and i i i try to not fall into that category because i want people to feel welcome and i like teaching new people i like seeing people's uh successes and i like seeing their failures too i like seeing them frustrated because i remember what it was like to be that guy I was like oh, i remember i remember what it was like and like hey just do this or that and and next thing you know like all of a sudden you unlock something in that person. And, um, you know, we've been doing a different style of uh, heavy gun local match here in Montana. Um, and, and Jared Miller down in Three Forks has really uh, kind of pioneered the, the, a really helpful attitude toward the new shooter. And actually he's been over backwards to provide for the new shooter. And, and it's really, um, 
the, the, I mean, we're getting 70, we're selling out or they're selling out and getting 70, 75 people at a local match in Montana, which is kind of unheard of. So um, that's your whole population. What's that? That's your whole population. It is our whole population. <laughs> and it's, it, it's, it's really been because of the, the care. It, it's really a care for the new shooter to, to mentor them and show them the way. And that's, it, we really need to put our actions in into the spotlight and not just our words on doing that because it will have results you know far reaching and it's not just having people show up to match it's friendships it's more people in the community it's a, it's a it fosters a um a positive attitude in the community and that's really what we need to see in all aspects of it in our honor and other places yeah i mean we're trying to bring that family aspect like Brittany mentioned like we all know what it's like to be new and go somewhere and not know anybody so when people come to our match, if we've never met you before, just introduce yourself. Like, we're so excited to meet new people. We love seeing their kids, you know. I know some of our friends have had babies this year, and they're bringing their new baby, and we're very excited about that, too, you know. So it's not just about the shooting. It is really about the relationships long-term so that you can do all the things we've been talking about, hunt with your buddies and get sweaty and dirty and bloody and cry. And have a beer have together a good time. Yep. Most of everybody is is yeah. there to to be you know uh be ambassadors of the sport and, and help people out and open arms and let's go have a drink and have some fun and again you know if you're if, if you're not a great hunter but you want to become better or you just want to learn a new trick or try a new skill or whatever it is and just meet and hang out with good like-minded individuals or if you're planning to hunt in montana this year and you're from out of state or you're in any state and there's an NRL hunter match and that's where you want to hunt, go check out the match. You get to learn about the topography. You learn about local restaurants and the city or, or the, the town that you're in so that when you go hunting out there, you know what to expect. You, you know, you might meet a local who can help you scout, who can give you some pointers. You might meet a local that says, here's access to my private land. It's happened literally, mm-hmm. you know, if I didn't meet Ben through the NRL Hunter, I wouldn't be going on a bear hunt. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's just the way it is. I, I've had bear tags in California for four years. I've never seen yeah. a bear in California. No. <laughs> <laughs> They're there, though. I, I'm sure of it. Yeah, it's on our flag. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. There's got to be bears there, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. geez. You know, no wonder why Brittany thinks all bears come from Disneyland. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Poor Brittany. (laughs) Yeah, it's just awesome. Um, Yeah, it's a good time and I'm super excited. We're super excited to get up there and hang out. And I I mean, that's why I'm like just so appreciative. Everything that you guys are doing, everything you guys are doing, the opportunities you provide for individuals is just amazing. Thank you. We're looking forward to having everybody out and looking forward to putting on a good product that people are happy with and and go home happy and had a good time. That's really what I want. I want everyone to be driving home and go, dang, that was a, that was a lot of fun. That was a good time. I had fun with such and such, you know, we, we, we hit some targets and, you know, we did, it was fun, you know, and that's, that's what I want everyone to remember is that it was a good time and that everyone got treated well and and uh because that's how i like to be treated so um that's how i like to drive away from the matches feeling really good about things so um i think uh i think we're gonna be able to do that for everybody so yeah and if i'm lucky enough to harvest a bear with ben i'm going to call you guys so you guys can have some bear meat with us and take some home with you if you want it 
Okay. Deal. No, totally. Fair if enough. somebody else is cooking it and they know what's up, I will taste it. <laughs> and knows how to cook it, he said. I like cooking okay. it. She, yeah, she's okay. got wild game cookbooks up the wazoo now. So <laughs> fair enough. That makes you an ex- that makes you an expert. thanks so much you guys (laughs) thank you guys we appreciate it enjoy your night um everybody that tuned in and listening to the show thank you so much we appreciate you guys um until next time be safe keep shooting and we look forward to seeing you all to match take care